Welcome, my name is Roger Quayle, and you are listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Hello and welcome back to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle. We're into a new year. It's the year 1979, my last year at school. And today I'm going to tell you about a band called Double Life, who were completely at odds with all the other music that was going on in Sheffield uh, back at the time, being neither an experimental electronic band or a heavy metal band. They played their version of West Coast soft rock. So here we go. It's Double Life at the Broadfield Pub down on Healy Bottom in the January of 1979. Emma experiences several major revelations in the novel that fundamentally change her understanding of herself and those around her. Which revelation do you think is the most important to Emma's development and why? The only Emma I ever gave a damn for was the one that Hot Chocolate sang about. Mock English Literature A-Level paper and a chance to mock Jane Austen and her celebrated creation. Southern posh totty from 160 years ago. Nothing happens in this book, at least nothing that I can relate to. When you're dead, you're dead. Make love when you can. It's good for you. Now this is something I can get behind. Solid, uncomplicated advice from Kurt Vonnegut Jr. in Mother Night. Granted, the lovemaking is something I have so far had little experience of. But nonetheless, Vonnegut is at my bedside, together with Genet's Our Lady of the Flowers and Sartre's The Age of Reason. Nazi Germany, the Parisian underworld existentialism, freedom, illicit sex and death. These are the interests of a degraded teenage mind. These things and music. It's just three weeks since Christmas and the two gigs our band Exit managed in December seem like an aeon ago. Hacked off with the mocks, school bandmates Vinna, Wilmo, Lango and I decide to go and see Double Life at the Broadfield. The pre-Christmas snow is receding, leaving dirty bergs of crusty ice at the roadside as the 76 bus rumbles through the dark towards Healy. We'd seen Double Life last summer, serving up their sober, noodly doodles as support to local heroes The Push at the university when all we were hungry for was some new wave rock and roll gumbo. However, with the sudden demise of the push, singer come actor Ray Ashcroft seeking fame and fortune on Coronation Street, we've heard that hotshot guitarist Dave Carr has thrown in his lot with Double Life. The Broadfield Boozer, where Double Life are regulars and have established a decent local following, is reasonably busy for a cold January night. They are led by bass player Rich Ricky Memmott, 25, 
who both writes and sings. Like Richard Attenborough's big X in The Great Escape, he has assembled a crack team of Sheffield musicians to aid in the execution of his sonic master plan. Joining Dave Carr on guitar are Dave Clayton on keys, Pete Lyons on sax, Danny Cummings on percussion, with Richard Thomas on drums and Lawrence Mayman on rhythm guitar. In the other half of his double life, Mehmet holds down a day job in planning at Sheffield City Council, while Clayton and Thomas work for British Steel. Mayman is a solicitor. Visually, they are an unremarkable mixture of shaggy hair, faded flares and well-worn t-shirts. Music, not image, comes first in this band. Double Life are something of an anomaly on the Sheffield scene. Rich Mehmet's previous band, Zerk Dextron, was a proggy ensemble that opened locally for the likes of Curved Air and Hatfield and the North. Double Life retains the scholarly approach of that band, the key criterion being technically adept musicians. Their touchstones are Steely Dan, Santana and the Doobie Brothers, as they dream of a West Coast way beyond the Blackpool Pleasure Beach, where chops don't come with gravy and a session with cans on isn't a drunken afternoon lubricated with tins of harp. They share a love of sophisticated arrangements with fellow Sheffielder Paul Carrick and his band Ace, who had a big hit with the unhurried Hush Puppies soul track How Long a couple of years earlier. Like the Japanese soldier still at war on a South Pacific atoll, unfashionable double life are fighting a localised pincer movement, with post-punk drum machine bands and heavy metal hordes encroaching on either flank. Elegant Fender Rhodes modal chords and ebullient spongy bass runs are their frontline weapons. Indeed, Danny Cummings has skirmished with up-and-coming student Revox Scruff's graph, manfully defending real playing versus tape recorders. Despite being defiantly untrendy, the band have secured a deal with Virgin Records imprint Quiet Records and play both sides of their debut single, Angel Street and The Tourist, tonight. Dave Carr's introduction on lead guitar seems to have given the band a much-needed injection of rock and roll, and his funky, Hendrix-inspired solos have us digging double life. There is, though, something slightly incongruous hearing a band singing about hot California nights, as what will become known as the winter of discontent gathers pace in the outside world. Double Life finish with Coffee for One, their best-known song which has been through more demos than striking Ford workers. Funked up, beard up and cheered up at the thought of no more mock exams until Monday, we managed to miss the last bus home. About halfway back on the five-mile stagger, we reached Swinton Street, a desolate strip of riverside tarmac, bereft of buildings and overlooking the quietly flowing Don. We've written a song about this place. It's the false address 
we plan to give the cops if we ever get into a spot of bother. There's a facade of teen rebel bravado about this, one that is distinctly at odds with the law-abiding adolescents we actually are. Kurt Vonnegut Jr. would appreciate these pretensions to our very own double life. We are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful of what we pretend to be. Duly converted, we returned to the Broadfield to see Double Life again in April 1979. The gig was cancelled, and a forgotten band called Mind Games played instead. Double Life had split up. In the tussle between the real musicians and the post-punk upstarts, Double Life's alumni came out well. Danny Cummings has played with George Michael, Lighthouse Family, Brian Adams, Tina Turner and Mark Knopfler. Dave Clayton has played with ABC, U2, David Bowie, Pet Shop Boys and Simply Red. Pete Lyons is a respected tenor sax jazz player. Rich Memmott can be found playing around South Yorkshire alongside Dave Carr in the long-established covers band Roger. Thank you for listening to My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts with me, your host, Roger Quayle. Thanks also to Killian and Gail for guest voices and to Rena for the artwork and for Simon for the music. See you again next time for another episode from My Life in the Mosh of Ghosts. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs>